Welcome to the Mortcast, brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Before I get started, I'd like to talk to you about Blanchard Family Wines, located between 18th and 19th in Blake and Wazee, beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado. Just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. Now's a good time to get out, and if you're vaccinated, and I must stress, if you're vaccinated, get on out there and enjoy yourself some uh, wine in the dairy block. First of all, if you've never been to the dairy block, it's great little very pretty section of uh, lower downtown Denver um, right right in the basically the block area that I described to you uh, it's really a great um, location to just kind of sit like if you want to sit in the dairy block and enjoy yourself some of that 2017 Cabernet it's really good uh, you'll have fun with friends it's a great place to bring friends but they got other things they got red wines they got white wines they've got uh, blends they got malbecs they got Syrahs, you know rieslings anything you could think of because it is wine bar but it really is a local colorado business uh, because they do have uh, local uh, partnerships with uh, restoration storm sellers and uh, coltaris which uh, are all local colorado vineyards uh, you can go to bfwdenver.com, get yourself some uh, of that 2017 Cabernet bottle. Um, you can like order it for curbside pickup. You can get it for uh, uh, delivery or pickup. They also got a bunch of swag on there if you want to check that out. Or you can reserve a place in the wine bar online if you want to go that direction. Once again, they're located between 18th and 19th in Blake and Wazee in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just be a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the Jerry Block. Go to bfwdenver.com for your, uh, you know, your swag pickup, your bottle pickup, or your reservation. They're on Facebook and Instagram under Blanchard Family Wines. When you go in or talk to them, tell them Jeff Morton from CSG Podcast sent you there. What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast, part of the CSG Network. I'm, of course, your host, Jeff Morton. i um, going to start a new thing today. It's called Hot Take Thursdays. While I'm working on my, uh, my series, um, I'm going to give you guys some of these uh, random podcasts. Because, let's face it, it's the middle of the offseason. There ain't nothing to talk about, folks. So, um, you just kind of got to make content. And, while, and by the way, everyone check out uh, my other podcast, The Gen X Show. Um, we are, uh, I'm going to be doing a lot more of those, doing a series on goth music. Um, next podcast I'm recording is going to be on, uh, Ryan Adams slash Jason Isbell, um, and that kind of, uh, dynamic right there of, uh, what would you call that? Um, alt country or, I mean, alt country is basically country with a Hammond organ. I mean, that's basically what it is, but anyway, I'll just upset some people. Um, anyway, hot take. Thursday. Um, I'm going to start off with the premise, and then I'll explain through the two halves of this uh, episode my rationale on it. Now, I don't necessarily believe these takes, but these are scenarios that I think will present themselves, um, and I do think believe some people are thinking about this. Um, and I'm going to start off with a zinging, really hot take right now. Um, have the Nuggets reached the zenith of what they can do with putting their eggs into Nikola Jokic's basket? Um, and what I mean by that is because Jokic is a one-off and there is really no one in the league that is remotely like him, has it kind of limited their ability to adapt when he becomes 
semi-neutralized. I was thinking about this in these playoffs. You know, Jamal Murray's out. Um, Jamal would have made a difference against the Phoenix Suns. I don't know how much. Uh, Phoenix may have won. They, you know, there was a two-seat in the Western Conference for a reason. But I think he probably would have at least got it to the point where they extended the series for, you know, several more games. Uh, it wouldn't have been a sweep. Um, even with Jamal out here, the Nuggets are kind of tied to the fortunes of someone who is that unique in Nikola Jokic. And one of the, and I'm going to say this by bringing you an anecdote from 2017. Uh, the Nuggets traded Yusuf Nurkic to the Portland Trailblazers. A deal at, at the time, and I don't know if people remember this, was that heavily criticized. Um, because it was, it really did make the Blazers better. Um, Lillard needed a, a running mate, a big guy like that, a rim runner, and who can pass a little. Um, I, I've talked about the Nuggets' experience with Yusuf Nurkic going back several times. You can check out my win all in with Nurkic became all in with Jokic podcast that I recorded a couple of years ago. Uh, kind of gives you a good example of what happened and the evolution of that. But I'm not going to rehash that. Nuggets trade Nurkic to the Blazers and get Plumley, Mason Plumley in return. Um, the one of the reasons, and and if you go to uh, our podcast that we recorded the day the trade was announced uh, with Tim Connolly, Nate Timmons, and I, Connolly spoke then about how having a guy who can pass a big that can pass was important. Um, largely due to this, um, it's hard. To, when you have your entire offense built around a center who can pass, like he's your de facto point guard, it's hard to simulate that in other units. So the way they play with him it will be completely different than the way they would play with someone else. Um, and you saw that kind of borne out this year. There's no Plumley Now, Plumley is not nearly as good as a passer as Jokic, um, but he was good enough, and he had that skill. Um, they tried a little bit to emulate that with Isaiah Hartenstein, and that didn't work. Um, and I'm convinced that one of the problems and the issues that the Nuggets had was that their second unit, as an injury-riddled as this season was towards the end for the Nuggets, the second unit really had no experience in the, the, the different hemispheres of the brain that you have to use when you have to play with Jokic, or when you go with a traditional point guard like Monte Morris or uh, Faku Campasso. It is a different operation. Um, and by that I mean, with Jokic operating the offense, your spacing is better naturally because he's not a rim-running big. So ha not having a rim-running big out there, it, you don't realize how much that affects the trajectory of your offense. So when, as much as Mason would frustrate people, uh, Mason uh, was able to simulate what Jokic could do. Not, you know, 100%, but he could approximate it. And what happened when you missed Mason this year was, oh my God, the second unit is not as good because you are operating in two completely different zones 
and which is one of the reasons I I was frustrated with Malone not doing better job of of putting Jokic in and out of the lineups. All the players on the team needed to get experience playing with Jokic. And you could just tell that there was a a, a, a lack of you need to get used to it and you need to uh, be able to to operate and there's there's very few players who can operate dual hemispherically unless they um, are isolation players and here is where I'm going to lead into the hot take part of it is that the way the nuggets have to play with Jokic has kind of limited them in a sense that they don't they only have one type of offense even with Jamal Murray out there you know it's 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 interesting how the Murray Jokic pick and roll became the de facto offense for the for the Denver Nuggets because it was the really if you think about it the only offense that those two could run together um I've said this before over and over again that in Jokic's mind just based on what I've known from him since 2015 when he first got here was each I mean he would be completely happy and his ideal players around him would be four other Gary Harris's. That's one hundred percent. That that is Jokic. That if if he if he had four Gary Harris's around him, that is his ideal egalitarian offense. Unfortunately, you know, just in the NBA, it's that would be too easy to defend. That's one of the reasons why um, I. I'm going to have a hot take again. So I'll tell you what, before I finish the rest of this, I'm going to give you a, uh, a DraftKings read, um, and then we'll kind of talk about how the Nuggets' uh, issues are largely based on the fact that they can't get around the reliance on Jokic. So we'll talk about it in just a second. Well, I'd like to talk to you right now about DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. McGregor versus Poye 3 are all set for USC 264. And DraftKings Sportsbook, the official betting partner of USC, has a knockout offer for this weekend's fight. DraftKings is offering 264 to 1 odds on a knockout in the first round during Sunday's main event. If the rubber match ends in a first-round knockout, you walk away with cash. Just pick the main event fighter you think will win by a first-round knockout, and DraftKings Sportsbook will give you 264 to 1 odds on that fighter. That's right. Bet $1 on McGregor or Poirier to win by first-round knockout, and you win $264. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't worry. If MMA isn't for you, DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds on promotions on basketball, hockey, and so much more. Hockey just ended. Basketball uh, is in the finals right now, so we're getting to that barren portion of the year where it's just baseball. Which, ugh. But we do have the Olympics, fingers crossed, to, to, to concentrate on in a bit. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code MHS when you sign up to turn $1 into $264 when you bet on the main event fighter to win by first-round knockout. Place your bet and watch the fist fly this weekend. That's code MHS to turn $1 into $264 at DraftKings Sportsbook. 
Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. I, I think when I talk about why the limitations of the Nuggets are, are so prevalent, I'm talking generally about how the Nuggets need an isolation player, and I don't believe Michael Porter Jr., was ready for that because he's got other skills he needs to develop. He needs to develop his handle. Um, he needs to develop an off-the-dribble shot. Um, and he's kind of got it. I mean, his mid-range game is really good. And I think it's an underrated part of his uh, our offensive repertoire. Um, he is a very new AG kind of player. Threes. Threes and rebounding, basically. Um and if once he develops that mid-range game and he can, knows that how he can get off the bounce to his mid-range game, like Kevin Durant, uh, he'll be that much more deadly. Okay, we, we need to kind of, kind of focus him that way. But um, the Nuggets need an isolation player. Jamal Murray, for all his, his great qualities, he's not a, exactly a quick player and he's not tall. So everything Jamal does relies incredibly on body contortion and working hard. And that is why Jamal gets hurt so much. He's working. You could see every fiber of his being going towards uh, that work and his muscles contorting. I mean, some of those circus shots he did uh, in the bubble were insane. Insane. Um, Only Jamal could do that. But a lot of that has to do with his work. He is not... A quick player, and he's not a tall player. So those two things you need for basically for an isolation player to get space enough to to um, get do their do their stuff is not there. He'll do it, but it you could tell it just works really. He works really hard on that. So while they're waiting for Michael Porter Jr. to develop whatever he's going to develop, quite frankly, the Nuggets' lack of isolation guy. I mean, I mean. Please don't point to Will Barton on this, please. Uh, Will is different. Will is not a, quote, ISO guy. Um, he is a guy that benefits a lot from Jokic. Um, and you saw this when he was coming off the bench in the playoffs. Um, he, he's a guy that relies a lot on the spacing that Jokic provides, which is another part of this pit puzzle. You know, Gary Harris was a great contextual player. As I said before, Gary Harris um, worked well with Nikola Jokic because, you know, Harris is going to play D and stand in the corner and shoot threes and really was really good at that. I mean, that's that's the way Jokic wants to, to operate. He was he was the perfect, the perfect Jokic player. Um, yeah, Gary Harris is not going to break you down. Um and I said this in the last podcast, the Nuggets' issue in the playoffs wasn't necessarily the defense, it was the fact that they couldn't score. And a lot of that was a reflection of the fact that Jokic had to work so hard to get everyone a shot, and the, the Suns had no respect for any individual offensive player on the Nuggets, including Michael Porter Jr. And until uh, Porter gets to that, that space, you're not going to see it. You're, they're not respe- you're not respecting Aaron Gordon. Um you're not respecting Jamal Murray. 
in that way necessarily. But Murray would add to the offensive repertoire, and definitely I think he would have made a difference, as I said at the beginning of the podcast, for the Nuggets extending the series. Um, I don't know if they would have won, but they would have definitely extended it. But they need offense outside of Jokic. They need they need a guy who can ISO up, folks. And I know that in this new day and age, you hate ISO offenses. But the Nuggets are so reliant on Nikola Jokic doing everything that what it's done is it's just basically it's basically the Nuggets go as he goes. And it's you could see it in the splits when he's off the floor. Like, granted, it's going to be that way with uh, superstars, but if Malone's not going to stagger Jokic and get him to play minutes with the bench to get them used to playing with him, you're going to need a guy who can get out there and straight-up ISO. And until the Nuggets have a diversification of offense beyond Nikola Jokic, they're going to struggle in the playoffs when you get to a certain elite level. Um, they struggled against the Lakers last year because the Lakers had the size enough to not have to double on Jokic. So, kind of similar to what the the Blazers did, but then really the Nuggets got over the hump because Michael Porter Jr. finally lit things up. Um, and then the uh, the the Suns, all all they had to do with a Jokic who was clearly gassed by midway through game one. Um, all they had to do was just say, oh, we don't respect you. Michael Porter Jr., we're going to have uh, Mikhail Bridges just body you like uh, like Norm Powell did, and uh, we're not going to worry about you. Okay, we're not going to worry about Aaron Gordon shooting threes. Right? And maybe that's where Jamal comes in, but they need a guy who's a wing player, ideally, because I think Michael Porter Jr. would thrive as a four, they need a guy who's a three who's going to break you down, get to his spot. Will Barton is a spot-up shooter or a drive-to-the-cut guy. They need a guy who's going to break you down and hit that midi, that mid-range shot. That you can't, you know, that, that's the offense that you can't account for. It's the isolation that you can't account for. The Nuggets really don't have that because they're far too egalitarian. Egalitarian offenses, aside from the 2014 Spurs, which I, I, once again, folks, I'm convinced that Spurs team ruined basketball because it got people thinking that everyone can imitate that, and that has yet to be done. The 2014 Spurs are the only example of a team that shared the ball like that uh, winning, uh, at least in recent memory. Uh, I've never seen a team like that pass the ball around and do what they did like that Spurs team. The uh, the Warriors didn't didn't do that. The 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 uh, Cavs didn't do that. You know, certainly not the 2019 Raptors. They didn't do that. This is of course the Lakers didn't. That that was the least <laughs> that was that was the least egalitarian offense I've ever seen. You need a guy who can straight up isolate you. And the Nuggets have been missing that. And until they get that, then relying completely exclusively on Nikola Jokic and his gravity is not going to cut it. And the Nuggets are going to need to get to a point where they got able to have diversification of offense in order for them to succeed going forward in the NBA. All right, thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast, part of the CSG Network. 
I will be back soon with another uh, podcast. Hopefully this series, I'm sorry, folks, hopefully the series will be ready soon and we'll be able to get that out for you and uh, you'll be able to enjoy it. So anyway, I'll be talking to you soon. Goodbye.